Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Promise, and you're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Kyla, can you open us up in prayer? Yes, I can. Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and we welcome you in our midst to move and flow as you will, God, and to intercede and to direct us as you see fit, God. We thank you for this time to gather together as a family, God, and as partners and friends in the faith, God. We intercede for those that are listening, God, that need the intercession, God, and you know their needs before they know their needs, and they make petition, God. We ask that you move on their behalf, God, and that you touch the area that needs to be touched, God. And we just thank you for today, God. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome, and thank you for joining us as we continue our study in 1 Corinthians. We're getting ready to wrap up chapter 9 this morning, so let's get to the Word, shall we? Mm -hmm. With that, can I get a volunteer to read from verse 24 through the end of the chapter? I will. All right, Layla. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain, oh yes, to obtain an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Oh. Okay, let's read verse 25 again. I think we got lost, we lost a little bit of that. Read that for me again, sweet pea. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Okay, Okay. I did miss that perishable crown. Let's get to the bottom. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. All right. So, now that we've actually gone through all the scriptures, (laughs) we're going to open it up to to you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have so we can all learn and grow together. All right? Okay. Yes. Who'd like to begin? I will. I found it interesting where Paul was saying that how everybody runs for, in a national race, everybody run, runs to get the prize, but only one person can receive it. I also found it interesting that is spiritual is not quite like an actual race. We're not competing against each other to see who gets to heaven first. We're just seeing, we're just doing the Lord's work. It doesn't matter if you may think that your role is less important than anybody else's. It's about what the Lord tells you to do. Like in a restaurant, the person who cleans tables is just as important as the person who cooks the meal. It is all needed to keep that business running functioning. functioning. The same is true here. How while we all may run to win the prize, there's only one prize, and that is Christ that will actually equate to something. While Mm -hmm. things may seem good in this life and how we may desire things, it is not to become attached to it that you lose focus on the eternal prize. And I also found it interesting where you're talking about how 
he does not breathe the air. I also I found it interesting because I know my personal life. Sometimes if I clean, I don't have a set objective of what I want to do. I just try to do something to occupy my time. And it, most times it doesn't. It's not actual work. But what Paul's saying that he goes and does actual work and he has a set objective to get to the end and he has a desire to he has a desired result that he wants to see so he goes out and works for it. That's right. He does meaningful work, not wasting his time. He does meaningful work. Are you done, Bobby? Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I'm how would you have to go? <laughs> Go ahead, promise. No, guy, you can go. I didn't have anything, so go ahead. Oh, Lou? Do you have anything? Oh, okay. well, They're looking at you, sir. Then I'm next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, you're next. That would narrow it down. So, okay, I want please to share. This up. Lou's talking to me about verse 24, where it says, Do you not know that those who run and race all around but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And the Lord's also showing me uh, verse 26. Therefore, I run this, not with uncer- uncertainty. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air. And so the Lord's showing me that the way Paul's talking about it, I know it's had my personal life. Sometimes I try to beat around the bush and go, yeah, mm, mm, consider a couple things. But what Paul's talking about is, what it means by being the air, not like, yeah, I want it, but like, going, beating around the bush. So the Lord showed me that when he said running a, running a race, you're not, like, he what, you're not racing with other people to get to heaven or do what, the, do what the Lord wants. You're racing yourself to see, can I do what the Lord wants, wants or wills for me to do? Even if it seems like your job's more important than others, or yours is less important, and that reminded me of the scripture of where I was talking about the foot eyeball or foot. If the eye, eyeball can't save the foot, I have no need of you. Or the foot is the eyeball. I don't remember. Right, right. I get you, babe. Go ahead. But that all the parts are important, so it's important mm-hmm. that you race yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, when it said run in such a way to obtain it, you're not going to get that, like how Paul phrases, by beating in the air. You get that by running with all your might and going, Lord, do you want me to do this? I'm going to do this if you if you say for me to do it. Like with Mr. Dean, who's talking about the, ra- the radio. If he said, if the Lord told Mr. Dean not to listen to these certain songs, Mr. Dean didn't slowly turn off the radio. Hmm. Mommy and let's say the Lord's preach, go preach to her and slowly put their effort into it. And dad dribbled down notes and say, all right, this is a sermon. He listened to exactly, he listened to everything that the Lord says. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the effort that you put into doing whatever it is that you're doing it, that it's quality effort versus just going through the motions or doing things that um, don't help get to the goal or Complete the t- to complete the task that's been set before you. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And the Lord is also talking about talking to me about how when Paul also means running with the same st- running with the same amount of effort throughout the whole amount the whole race. Mm-hmm. Most times people get tired and start walking at the end, but 
there's very few people that keep that try to keep running till they get to the prize, and those are usually people that win. Well, that I've depends, sir. There's factors that go into that. Well, you've not thing that requires significant amounts of endurance. All right. Yes. But how you train or prepare your body long before race day matters. All right. Yes. You can take a lackadaisical approach and just show up on race day and see what happens. Right? But that really wouldn't be running to win, now would it? <laughs> and no. Charles, you're over there shaking your head. Like, no, what's the point of that? Exactly. But it is, t- in fact, to challenge yourself, to increase your endurance. Right? Yes. On, on every level. Right? I'll say spiritually. In this case, it's spiritually mentally emotionally right so that you have a yes a strong will and fortitude but a fortitude subjected to in these natural races you, you find that people one, right yes and two if there has not been enough preparation or training done prior to the actual event okay Yes, Do you understand that a little differently now? Yes. Okay. So so with that, I'll say back to this and the point that you have been bringing out. Is Paul saying, do things that actually matter so that we're able to accomplish in full? And by we, I mean you. Because we all have to run the race up before us, right? Your race yes. is not my race, if you will, right? There may be some similarities, but... We all are running our own individual race before the Lord. So it matters what we do and how we prepare ourselves for that, not randomly running aimlessly, or if we know we're running a a marathon. We're not just uh, running around the block once and calling that training, right? Yes. Which is clearly a much shorter different distance, excuse me. And then fooling ourselves into thinking we're actually prepared to do well in the race. Understood. All right. So what else, sir? What else were you going to share? That was it. Okay. I'm good. I just want to bring up, I I believe, I'm, I'm not going to say it's the scripture, but I believe that Paul is telling us something else here too, and that is mm-hmm. um, from a worldly perspective, you can chase all the things the world has to offer, and you might get lucky and win the crown, the prize, the trophy. You might. It's only given to one. But if you're obedient to God, you will receive that eternal crown, and that, which is the salvation and immortal life with Christ. Mm-hmm. And to that, that's a sure what you're supposed to be doing and what he's called you to do. Mm-hmm. So, two, all right, 12. Uh, can I get a volunteer to read the first four verses? Um, I can do that. Okay, Layla. Um, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our, of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. 
you have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then can I also get a volunteer to read Hebrews 10, 36-39, please? I will. Please, sir. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But are we not of those who draw back to perdition? But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, okay. mm-hmm. but of those who believe to the same difference. For just read, if you will, Paul or the well, either Paul or Luke, depending on on who um, you well, ask. who you ask, right? Will will tell you that wrote that book, and they discuss all these great heroes or generals of the faith, all that they accomplished or the Lord accomplished through them, right? But he bookends the first cycle with the point the promise brought up, all right? Ultimately, that endurance, and this is the, and also what's discussed in the first four verses of Hebrews 12, and what Paul is bringing up here in Corinthians, is this. Remove the sin from your lives. Endure in not sinning. Endure in being without spot, wrinkle, or blemish before our Lord and Savior. And he fully understands that, no, you can't do that on your own. We have to do that with the Lord. That's the only way it can be done. That's faith, right? But he is, I'll say, tactful. And he is, and this is in Corinthians. And what he is saying and how he he approached his approach to his own life, right? He says he buffets the flesh. He gets it under submission. So even though his flesh may want to do certain things, right? He does not allow it. He rules over his own body to keep it from sinning so that he can walk blameless before the Lord, mm-hmm. which is important. And so the endurance part is both. Endure, continue in the faith and in the will of the Lord and what he's called you to do, but it's also continue before him blameless, uprooting the, the lies, the deception, the things in our life that if we allow it to take roots, right, only separate us from our Lord and Savior, right, create division between us, which ultimately costs us to salvation, allow ourselves might cost me and yes people will be affected but the brunt and the the greatest portion will be me who gets separated from the lord so this um for verse 27 you know it it speaks to my heart this was one of the things as a young woman coming to the lord that stood out in my mind and helped me and pushed me towards my stance that I have today in Jesus Christ that why am I going to spend all this time and then throw it away because of lack of self-discipline? Why am I going to, I've already figure out, figured out that life in the world doesn't work and it doesn't produce anything good in me. You know, that gambling that you were talking about, Dean, I'm a fast learner. I, I shot those craps a couple times and I didn't get anything out of it, anything good. And I said, 
That's it for Kabisha. So if I know that there's no life for me in the world, then that means there's only life for me in Christ. And the world includes any other false religion as well. There's only life for me in Jesus Christ. Amen. And since I'm here, I might as well do the very best I can because I would hate it to live my life thinking I'm doing the right thing and stand before my Lord Jesus Christ and here depart from me. I never knew you. And be that one that goes, but Lord, I cast out devils in your name. I laid hands on the sick in your name. I gave my alms to the poor. I did all these things. What do you? And he's going, depart from me. I never knew you. Think about that for a minute. People that that profess Christ, for profess to be a Christian, that cast out demons, which can only be done through the name of the Lord and his power working in and through you. And there are those that have done that been used in that way and the Lord's going to say depart I never knew you that is man that is incredible. sorrowful man or nor do I care to but I don't know to experience that mm-hmm. now for any again to um, encompass what that day would be like so if I understand that then that means there's a cost that I need to be willing to pay and you know, he says he disciplines his body. Another word a runner would use or a football player would use is conditioning. I can, they condition their bodies. Mm-hmm. They, they, as Paul said in Philippians, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. He conditioned himself, but that also meant all of those people will tell you they condition their mind at the same time that they're conditioning their body so that their mind doesn't get weary and make them quit and cast off restraint and then lose that big prize that they're waiting for. You know, the football players might be the Super Bowl or the runners, it's the mayor, the um, Iron Man or, you know, whatever it is. One, one day of casting off restraint for them will cause them that prize that they've been longing for for five or ten years or, you know, whatever that length of time is. But how, how could that even compare to the life that we have before our Lord and Savior? It doesn't. It, those are temporary things, that perishable crown that, um, Dean, you were talking about, and that's in verse 25, that it, it matters nothing. It matters not. Go to heaven on your Super Bowl trophy. You can't. You can't even take it with you when you leave this earth. Or I, I was the top salesperson, or I won all the money in the lottery, or any of those things, you can't take them with you. So back to the conditioning. You know, a lot of times when we, when you hear us on these Bible studies, we're, we're, talking to our children um, and each other and it sounds like man you guys talk a lot about you know maybe what the enemy's doing or these little things and how to avoid these traps but in Hebrews 12 you hear that if we can wise and not be snared foxes that spoil the vine but avoid zone of conditioning now we're posing ourselves our following my spirit is already alive and awakened to Jesus my body doing the right things and my body only goes where my appetites go the body is only um, a minion, if you will. It, it only carries out the appetites of the soul and doing what it is that my mind, will, and emotions, what comes out of the heart that defiles a man, right? Yes. yes. Not what your mouth consumes, but what comes out of your inward man. The spirit awakened to God is already clean. The soul is what has to be renewed, the mind, the will, and the emotions. So if we can get those things into play now we're getting traction 
Now we're moving into a place that we're steadfast and immovable. Now we have positioned ourselves to actually get that well done, thou good and faithful servant, and not become disqualified. That even to this day, and it's, it's been some years since I've been hard and fast after Jesus, that still resonates in my inward being so that I don't have to ever hear my Lord say to me or see his face saddened and displeased with what I'm doing or have done. That keeps me going forward. And, you know, just like the runner learns to take care of their feet and the football player learns, learns to take care of their joints and their heads, the concussions and all of that. So we in the body of Christ learn to avoid things that easily beset us. And it means that you examine yourself, right? Yes. So, you know, here's an important fact that you, you should stick in your pocket. The enemy is a defeated foe. He has no power to do anything except what a human being gives him. So don't give him any power. And how a little strike. I'm going to look, in my case, since I'm a woman, be looking at a man in a way that is inappropriate. I'm just going to open, peek, just peek at it. No. <laughs> we convince ourselves of all kinds of things. But in that, now we've opened the door. Right? Yes. yes. Whereas the conditioned one, the one who buffets their flesh or the one who disciplines themselves avoids those things because they know it's not worth it. It's not worth my time. The cost to me, they weigh the cost, the cost to me to take a peek, to dabble just a little bit, ding, 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 put my toe to the water and, and just see how close I can get without actually committing the sin. That has a cost. And is it worth me losing the everything that I've already put my weight in? Is it, is it worth it? Oh, I looked at that man and drooled. Is that worth me missing my Lord and Savior? No. Is being angry with my sister or my friend or the, the man in the car next to me or the bus driver that's hogging, whatever. Is it worth me missing Christ? No. And you might say, well, you won't go to hell for that. That's a slippery slope. Do I want to even entertain it? No. no. And you may go, well, that's extreme. That's okay. I'll be extreme. But I'm in good company. Isn't that what they thought of the Lord? When <laughs> I'm you said telling uh, you. Well, you, you think you're justified, essentially. I'm going to paraphrase, right? Because you haven't actually committed the act, right? You haven't actually murdered your brother. You haven't actually had sexual relations with a, with a woman, right? And he says, I tell you, if you were even angry at your brother, you've already committed murder. You're already guilty of it. Or if you even looked upon that woman in a lustful manner that you've already committed. Mm -hmm. I said, those are hard but he showed us what the stance. He told us from the beginning. Example for us, your brethren. Mm -hmm. So we then, he, he, again, he showed us the standard. That is the standard for all. So mm -hmm. we then should examine ourselves by the standard. Not try to justify it. Not make light of our actions and our deeds. But examine by the standard. And yes, I understand it. It's going to be difficult for many. It's difficult for anyone that, that on day one determines they're going to, what, a run a marathon. Or become a 
a pro athlete of any kind, right? Run an Ironman, whatever the, the feat of endurance is. Become the world's strongest man, whatever it is. But guess what? They, it's hard on day one. But when they accomplish it, right? Was it worth it? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they grow more and more each day? Yes. The more they commit their time, effort, resources, assets, their mind to accomplishing it? Yes. yes. Okay. Sure, it's hard on day one. But by the end, when they have actually achieved the thing that they set out to achieve, makes it all worth it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I think we've said it before, but it's um, it bears repeating here. And, and so often we think about um, having to pay the price mm-hmm. um, for um, these things that we desire. And we look at this section that we're in right now, but we're not paying the price. We're reaping the reward price for disobedience. Proper perspective. It's not too, too much of a struggle. It's not too much for me because mm-hmm. our disobedience will. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Amen. And Jesus paid the price. He paid that big price. And um, like Hebrew says, we haven't yet resisted unto bloodshed. So what is it to go a little bit further? What is it to wait a little bit longer? What is it to press in and honor God just a bit more? After, After all, he's done everything. After all, it's the least we could do, right? Yes. Yes. Um, You know, you see Paul aligning himself here with Christ's perspective, and he, you, hear, you see in his writings where he says that, to know Christ in the suffering of the cross and um, to know him in the fellowship of the suffering of the cross um, because he, he took it as a pleasure to be reconciled or reckoned to be like Jesus Christ, which is our pleasure as well. It's an honor for us to be counted worthy of Jesus, <laughs> and God gives that to us freely. That's an honor. Um, James chapter 1, verse 12 says this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. We are moving towards our exceedingly great reward, which is Jesus Christ. We have him now, today, and we have him in our future. And let his word inspire you Find that reason why you can go further with Christ. Find that reason why you should dig. You can dig a little bit deeper in Christ. Find that reason why you can worship him every day and be grateful. Find that reason why you're never going to go back to any other kind of God or any other sin or entertain or indulge yourself in those things and make excuses for it. Doesn't mean perfection and you will never do things where he has to come He's well into my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mercy is still there, but once I knew in every other regard so that I honor my Lord and he's working great and give him the opportunity he needs to work and work in me what he wants to see. Find your reason that you go on with Christ and you don't give up. Find your reason to remain pure and holy unto him because it's worth, it's worth it. There is a prize, a prize, P-R-I-Z-E. There is a reward, no doubt, because God is a good God. He is loving, kind, and generous. And only you can answer that question for yourself. Why do I run and not turn back? Why do I endure? Why do I remain? And if you can't answer that today, right now, as you hear me saying this, you need to go sit down with God. 
get the word out, find out, figure out why it is that you don't go back. Because until you make that commitment and that stance, you'll find yourself washing back and forth, a wave tossed to and fro. And you won't see the amount of victory, the level of victory that you want to see. You'll find yourself in the place of, I do the things that I hate, but I don't understand why. But if you know why you stand, why you commit, continue, why you commit to Jesus and why you remain, then you'll have some good ground to work on. Absolutely. You will know why. Um, I want to bring up this point, right? Because we always look at the, well, we also ask about the why. Paul in his letter to the Romans in chapter 8, verse 34, right? Right? 34. Yes. I'll read it. All right, Romans sir. 8, 34-39. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Again, all those things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. The only thing that can separate you from the Lord is you, mm-hmm. right? If we are feel condemned or convicted, that's because the Holy Spirit is, is literally revealing something that you are doing in your life that is against God. So we shouldn't take it lightly. But we, right, and this, this is what Paul, the point Paul is making here, right? The, all of chapter 9 is literally... Um, well, eight and nine is about our our conscience, if you will, and about self denial. You are the only one that can separate you from the Lord, right? If we are cast into the lake of fire, into right, and our wickedness, very similar, and wickedness, burn thorns, they shall mount up like rising smoke. It is for us to, as you said, honey, to continue to set our mind on the Lord and to be pleasing in His sight and to to make that choice just to be pleasing to Him, not to separate ourselves from Him in any way, shape, or form with anything in our lives. And yet we can't do it on our own. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage everybody today to to make the choice make the choice to pursue God fully mm-hmm. in every area and aspect of your life regardless of what you have done said and all that before now bring it before him repent from it mm-hmm. right 
and repent not just because of the costs at the end, right? But renew your mind in the Lord, that he be your treasure. The, the person, the thing, God, who you seek after with your entire being, joined and aligned with him now and for eternity so that you can receive the reward, that crown, the crown of life, your salvation. Mm-hmm. Just bring it before him. Let him clean you, wash you, and make you white as snow before him. And then continue in him and in faith in our Lord and Savior. So, actually, honey. Sure, honey. Lord, and we exalt your affections. You are the glorious and great God in our eyes. There's no one like you, and there's nothing too hard for you. We just apply your compassion to our lives right now, God. We apply your grace to our lives, Jesus, knowing that you are good to us, that you love us, that you're welcoming us in to you with open arms. Lord, if we have fallen short, as we have fallen short, Lord, in many ways, in any way in particular that stands out in our minds, God, we just ask you to forgive us right now for that. And we thank you, Lord, that we know that from a sincere heart as we repent, you are faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You're faithful and just to forgive us, Lord, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to keep our conscience and our minds washed in the water of your word so that's cleansed from dead works, Lord God. We cast the remembrance of that sin on you, Lord, except to know not to do it again, Jesus. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We are not guilty. We are not ashamed. Thank you, Lord, for reconciling us to you and to each other in your body, Lord. The, the places in our lives that are out of alignment, Lord, we just ask you to make those straight right now. We ask you to minister to us. There are many that need healing, God. Minister to their bodies, Holy Spirit, right now in the name of Jesus. We loose your healing power into each and every home that's listening to this podcast, Lord Jesus, the home of your believers, the home of your people, God. We ask you to bring restoration to their household. We ask you to bring healing to everybody that is located therein, Lord Jesus. Make them straight. Give them strength. And we thank you, Lord, for their minds we, because they don't fail. And, these, and we thank you, God, that they are in Jesus Christ, that they have the mind of Christ. Out in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bring it under the blood of Jesus. We cast every care of sin upon you, every care and remembrance of it, Lord. We just cast it on you, Jesus. And we thank you for who you are. We take your right standing. We are right in you, Jesus, right now. We thank you, Lord, that you are so good to us. Our finances, bring them into alignment with your will, God. Supply every need that there is. Lord God, the elderly parents, care for them, Jesus. Provide for their safekeeping. Give their children who are caring for them energy. Gentle countenance. And let their minds be renewed and refreshed, God, in you. And I thank you for the reward that you have for them today. And I thank you for blessing them with long life. And for what they're sowing into 
their future as well into you god and into their future and i ask you to to care for those those elderly parents lord minister hope to their hearts so that the end of their days is better than their beginnings lord that they be in their right mind soundness of mind for them too and hope for them all is not lost i love you god i thank you lord for joy in those households peace and the fragrance of the aroma of jesus christ fill them up lord in jesus mighty name we bless you god and we take these things by faith in jesus name amen amen we love you we are keeping you lifted up in prayer lord mm-hmm. right mm. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.